Hello and a big warm welcome to everyone who's tuned in. I'm Rosheen Buckle and this is my brand new podcast, One Mum and a Baby. Many of you may well have read about my pregnancy in the papers. I know that I have. Did I think I was going to end up in the middle of a real life love triangle a couple of months into my pregnancy? No, I definitely, definitely didn't. But here I am, I'm here, I'm single and I'm pregnant. When I think about all these single mums bringing up their babies, all I can think about is their strengths. They are so amazing. It's something to be massively, massively admired, yet there's so much stigma associated with women doing it on their own. Even though nine times out of 10, it isn't their fault. There are around 1.8 million single parents in the UK who make up nearly a quarter of families with dependent children. And around 90% of those single parents are mums. These women, they just inspire me. They're looking after their kids, they're going out to work, they're running a home and they're doing it all on their own. At the time that me and my ex-partner broke up, I was all over the place, crying, wasn't able to really look at a future without him. But then something really incredible happened. I realised that my future wasn't about him, it was about me and it was about me and my son. That's when I started my Instagram page, One Mum and a Baby. I wanted to set something up to document my journey. And then all these lovely women started to message me. And I am a great believer in when women support each other, amazing things happen. Lots of people reached out, sharing their stories about becoming single mums. Mums in relationships telling me their journey. Lots of people giving me advice and also reassuring me that it was all going to be okay. I honestly can't thank them enough. They've been amazing and they've really helped me get through some difficult times. Over the past few months, I've accepted my situation. I've always been a very positive person and I do believe that life is about how you handle what's thrown at you. And that's really why I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to hopefully help women in a similar situation to me, perhaps inspire some. I'm really, really lucky and I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I've got coming and that's to be a mum to my little boy. Am I a little nervous about the next few months? Mm, Is it daunting that I'm doing this all on my own? Well, yes, of course it is. I mean, it would be to anybody, but what choice do I have? My little boy depends on me. Hello, Jez. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, very good. As you all know, I'm a single mum to be, and I've had quite a few things I've had to think about, like the logistics of how I'm going to do certain things without my partner there. So one of them is the birthing plan, who's going to be at the birth with me. My really good friend Jez actually offered to be my birthing partner. So I thought it'd be really nice to have her on as a special guest on the first podcast episode. So I thought that we'd just have a little chat really so you can comment on how things have been going as well because you've been through everything with me. I mean, yeah, it's been great. It's been rocky, but it's been really good. Can say that I'm very proud of you and how far you've come. Being a birthing partner was not something I ever thought that I had the ability to do, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or probably ever wanted to do. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have offered if I didn't want to. It's been really exciting learning everything about the baby at the antenatal classes with you. That's been so much fun. Going to the scans as well, like that's insane. I've never seen a baby scan before. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Jez was at my 20 week scan when we found out whether it was going to be a boy. 
boy or a girl, and obviously it's a boy. So that was a really amazing moment, wasn't it, to do that? Yeah, that was insane. That's probably like up there with one of the best things that I've experienced, to be honest. It was so cool. Although the lady was pretty throwaway with it, like, yeah, you're having a boy. Oh, okay. Like, there was no build-up, no nothing. No, I know, yeah. When I found out, it just clicked, didn't it? I just knew that that was right, and I'm like, I couldn't see it any other way now. No, 100%. So then Jez organised my gender reveal party, which was lovely, because I was still quite down at this point. I was in quite a difficult place. Myself and my ex-partner weren't really on talking terms. So I think it's important to give you guys some background as to how I've got to this position and how I am preparing life as a single mum to be. So we found out that we were pregnant at the end of 2021. We talked about having children quite a bit throughout our relationship. So we were really, really happy and excited when I found out. It was very daunting. It's a huge thing to happen to anyone. So we were scared, but I think the overall feeling was excitement and happiness for this new journey in our lives. We were together for the first three months of the pregnancy. He came to the first scan with me. We told my parents that we were going to be having a baby. They were really happy for us, but my dad did the usual grilling, making sure that he was up for the challenge. And (laughs) then, I mean, unfortunately, my hormones were really, really bad. I was actually diagnosed with depression and high-functioning anxiety. And this did put quite a lot of pressure on our relationship, amongst other things. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. We were arguing quite a bit. So we decided to take a break from our relationship. We were taking a break to work on our issues to hopefully come back together. This baby was made out of love and we were in love. So I didn't think that we wouldn't get back together in all honesty, but we did need that break. But unfortunately that hasn't happened. So we move forward. There was also quite a bit of chat obviously at the beginning about co-parenting. But I actually haven't heard from my ex-partner now in around six weeks. So I'm not sure where that stands, really. The door's always open for him and I'd never stop him seeing his son. So hopefully we do hear from him. But yeah, that's how I've ended up in this position. I'm really looking forward to the future. I absolutely can't wait to meet my son. Although the future's very uncertain at the moment, I'm absolutely ready for him and just can't wait to welcome him into the world. Even at this point, it was on and off really. So he decided not to come. So I was quite down and I was still quite vulnerable at that point. And you made me have that baby gender reveal. (laughs) No, I knew that you'd had such a hard ride so far to that point. So I thought it'd be a best thing just to get everyone together, celebrate all the things that was good in your life. Which was really hard for me to see at that time. Do you remember? I was like, I really don't want this. And I think even the day of the gender reveal, I I think I was struggling to be excited about it. I was quite nervous and I think I cried in the morning, didn't I? I think you were full of anxiety. Yeah. Because you still just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I just had to keep telling you, like, it's going to be amazing, you're going to be amazing. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, that day was amazing. Yeah, it literally was. I remember coming away from it that day and thinking it was the first time I felt positive about what the situation. The whole pregnancy, and, yeah. Yeah, and, the, the, and that was, what, six months in, and it was like the, everybody loved my baby 
Mm. That, that there was going to be so much support for him. Everyone's reaction when they found out he oh was my going God. to be like, Everyone's like, oh my God, it's going to be a boy. And my dad with his t- the tear in his eye. Oh my God, he was so excited. My dad's got three girls, so he's always wanted a boy. I know when I announced it, he was just ecstatic. And yeah, very, very emotional, which was lovely, actually. I think that I've seen you probably at the lowest you've ever been in your life, which has been pretty hard to watch a lot of that hasn't been helped with things that have been released in the media and in the press followed by the most disgusting trolling I've ever seen yeah it's interesting because obviously I've got pregnant with someone that I was in a relationship with yes we did break up three months into the pregnancy but the amount of people that have been quite nasty towards me is quite shocking really you know I'm trying to carry this baby and get on with it and I've not spoken to anybody or released any articles or you know all I've done is do my mum account but that was like six months into the pregnancy Mm. and I think for people to say such horrible things when I'm also not the one that's moved on no the comments that I've read through they haven't once thought actually this poor girl has been essentially left on her own and has to now watch through the lens of the media, the father of her unborn child sort of move on. Mm. And I think when I saw that first article and you, you didn't know about it, I had to sit there and battle with myself and be like, how are you going to break this to her? Because she's obviously not seen it. No. And it was like an internal battle that it was all morning in my head, like, what am I going to say? How am I going to bring it up? This is going to absolutely destroy her. And then when I came round and, I, and it was like a Monday morning, I think, and you were kind of on a real positive vibe and you hadn't really been positive per se for a while. And I just was like, how have I got the heart to need to turn around and be like, I need you to read this. And I remember just telling you and just my heart breaking for you. It was awful. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember how I felt. I think you just said there's an article and I just knew because I think I kind of knew anyway, didn't I? I kept asking the question and Mm. I was told there was nothing going on. But I think women's intuition and all that, we always know. But yeah, it was incredibly tough to read. I think it was was incredibly tough to read in that sense. Like if I had been given some warning or something, it might have been a lot. A lot easier. Well, I don't even know if that would have been easier, to be honest. Not really, no. Not only was it that, it was the the trolling that came with it. Mm. That, for someone that isn't in the public life, someone that has no experience of the after effects, you were kind of just left to fend for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got no support on that. And also, just when you think about it, it's like there's a pregnant woman out there (laughs) that's just found out this news and then you're being trolled on top of it. It's like, God, give me a break. My hormones are all over the place anyway. I'm growing a baby. And also, it's just mad how harsh people are. They sort of come to their own assumptions on things. You know, they read one thing that says maybe they announced they were together in October. And so they think we've only been together like three months, four months or something. Mm. But obviously they don't know the full story. That's not when we got together. No, or they don't know always. Or lots of people saying when that article was released, saying, oh, she doesn't look too heartbroken because they'd taken pictures from me whenever they released that article about me on the beach. Yeah, and it's like... Well, yeah, it was a a holiday and yes, I was feeling heartbroken at the time, but that's like Instagram V's reality type stuff. And 
also, am I supposed to be posting pictures of me crying? Because I can't imagine that would have been received very well either. So you just can't win. No. One of the comments where it was like, something about your body clock was ticking or something. Oh, yeah. That, so that's Jesus another Christ. one. She's 36 years old. She's hardly getting her pension. Well, like, I mean, oh, not long. God, no. <laughs> I just think that the, the attitude of some people is just like, how have you got the nerve? Like, but also, it's like we're, we're living in a day and age where women do have careers now, and I've had a successful absolutely. career. And I just wasn't ready before 36 to get pregnant and have a baby because I was interested in my career and living my life. I don't see why that should be a stigma or something to be negative about i think it's surely that's a good thing though yeah. to... you've lived your life if yeah. you was to get pregnant too early oh you haven't lived your life and it's just like well yeah if you was to get pregnant at 18 you're not doing the right thing and if you get pregnant when you're 36 you're also not doing the right no thing. it's absolutely bizarre the way that society put it... women in these categories that at a certain age that if you get pregnant by someone that's younger than you you're instantly trapping them. Yeah. It's bizarre. And that it wasn't something that perhaps he set his sights on or something, you know. Something you had discussed as a couple that had been together and were living together and... Were in love. Yeah. Were in love. We both know that there was quite a lot of passion from his end to go down this road and obviously that's hard to deal with as well because it's hard to get my head around the fact that this person wanted this child so much. But yet I'm sort of left... With all the responsibility, like buying the pram, going to the antenatals, giving birth eventually. I know obviously he can't do that for me, but with the no support. I think that's another thing as well. Like we've noticed in the antenatal classes, obviously I was there and supporting you. But being around those other couples, it's kind of like a real kick in the teeth sometimes. Mm. Just another reminder that you're on your own. Yeah, if I didn't have you coming to these antenatals with me, I would have been going on my own. Mm. Because every this is the thing, like, you've been so amazing taking on this role, pretty much as the surrogate father, really, let's face <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> you're going to be seeing the baby come out. You've taken on the role of the father, pretty much, with all the things you've done. But if I didn't have you, because everyone's got their own lives, you know, and it's not your responsibility to do those things... If I didn't have you, and I'm sure many women don't have a support that's readily available to come and do all these things with them, they might have someone that can come to a few things. But it, how lonely it is. You're going through what should be the most magical time of your life and you haven't got that person that put you into this position with you by your side. And seeing it at the antenatal, I mean, you know that I found it quite difficult at some times because you look over and they'd be stroking each other's arms and stuff and they looked so in love and that was tough. Talking um, about relationship life once the baby's here. Mm. How are you going to continue your happy relationship when you've got a baby here? How does the baby fit into your routine as man and wife? You're right. that there, there isn't anything to coach anybody through this or to help them. I feel like there's very little out there for women going through pregnancy on their own. And then all they get is stigma. There's a huge stigma. Yeah. It's kind of like a shame culture. Yeah. And why is it that the woman is blamed? So I must have trapped him. So one of the comments read, did they plan this pregnancy? Was it an accident? Or did she already suspect she might be losing him and try to, inverted commas, trap him? Number three is surprisingly common, unfortunately. Where, how is it common? This is the thing that really gets me. You can't trap a man because they 
honestly, you cannot. They can leave you and continue their life and get a new girlfriend or continue going out partying and doing whatever they want to do. But you can't do that. Your life has changed forever from the moment you're pregnant. You know, you can't drink. You can't go out and party. You're tired all the time. You have to eat well. You can't always exercise as much as you used to. So much changes for a woman, but the man can do what he wants because his life hasn't changed yet until the baby arrives. So you can't trap a man. And if he doesn't want to be involved, he doesn't have to be. But unless you give the baby up for adoption, the woman is the one looking... Forever responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so another one. <laughs> Together five minutes and she gets pregnant. That wasn't something he banked on. Clock ticking and all that. But no need for accidents in this day and age. So again, it's like, together five minutes. He wasn't together five minutes. He was together for much longer than that. And not something that he banked on. Well... <laughs> To put it very scientifically, <laughs> if he didn't stop any of his seed going into where your seeds are, then how is he not going to bank on that? If you're having unprotected sex and he's very aware that you're having unprotected yeah. sex, he knows that... Also, pregnant... I mean, we were together a while and he knew I wasn't on the pill because I've not been on the pill since I was 26 exactly. and he knew that. It wasn't something that he banked on. Mm. No need for accidents in this day and age. None of these articles says that this baby was an accident and that's because it was never an accident no this isn't just another person that just thinks what that was they the can beginning make an of that one again together for five minutes but what's the other bit that there was and she gets pregnant and she gets pregnant it's like this was it's your it fault it takes two to tangle yeah yeah it's like it's my fault she gets pregnant she's trapped him she's you know where's it's your fault that you where is the responsibility on the other side no. like when is someone going to put that out there these prehistoric one-sided yeah views about it's just so sad that we're yeah, still we're still no. living like this there's so many men out there that do the right thing and there's so many men out there that are bringing up children on their own as there is so many women but it just seems like when these things happen the woman's either a slag or she's trapped the man or she's got pregnant it's her fault she's to blame i just it's just bizarre mm. it's really bizarre I read one that where it was like, again, they took the photo that you girls got me for my photo shoot. So oh, a lot of people, jacket. I just want to just do a little disclaimer here. So a lot of people do have a pregnancy photo shoot. And obviously I was a bit down with nine. You girls all chipped in and got me this beautiful pregnancy photo shoot, which they used a picture from. And the trolling I got for that, it was like, oh, so she's so down. She can take all her clothes off and pose for a magazine. Da, da, da. It was just like... No, it's a pregnancy photo shoot. I don't, yeah. Everyone does it, no? And it's like you had the photo Did they want me shoot? to wear a, yeah. like a, a schmock or something? And, and <laughs> like, and so my baby bump wasn't on show. Like the whole point is you've got, you want to see your baby bumps. It's probably the only time I'm going to have a baby bump. So, oh yeah, I want some nice pictures of it. So I, I think can celebrate that, that. You had like the leather jacket on because we were still going for the whole, you're giving birth to this little rock star vibe. And you put on your leather jacket. <laughs> was that really what we were going for? I was going for more, this is how I normally dress. Well, I normally dress in more clothes. <laughs> but I would like I love a leather jacket, don't I? So, yeah. But it was all very rock and roll. Yeah. And it, it was, was it was just a bit of fun. Exactly. And all of a sudden you was painted as this scarlet woman that took mm. all her clothes off and showed her 
Fairly like, oh my god, I know she was just having a nice photo shoot. It's just a shame, really. And again, it's like I'm pregnant for the first time. Yes, I'm a little bit older, but I just want to enjoy it now and celebrate it. And that's why I started One Mum and a Baby. And Jez helped me with that actually. She thought it was a fantastic idea Mm -hmm. because there isn't a lot out there celebrating single mums doing it on their own, whether it be the pregnancy or whether it be when they've given birth or a few years after birth that they become single. I don't think there's that much out there that's celebrating it and showing how strong and amazing these women are. And I just wanted to share some of my journey and story. That's why I set it up, because I don't feel shame at all. No. Like, not one bit of shame. And you control me all you like, but I don't feel any shame for my situation. Mm. And I'm going to be a good mum. I'm going to give him all the love that he needs. And... I can't bloody wait and it's, it's the so best thing nice I've ever done. It's so you say that. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously at the beginning you were just like, how on earth am I going to even be a mum? Mm. And the fact that you've come so far and you can confidently say that, mm. it's just so nice to finally be in that place where you're like, oh my goodness, like I'm going to be amazing at this. Mm. It's going to be scary and like, don't get me wrong, for any mum it's going to be a roller coaster, but... I've just got every faith in you and I'll be there every step of the way and it's just going to be amazing. And yeah, roll on September. Uh, <laughs> and I actually can't wait to have a drink with you again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, like, I, I have had to have a glass of wine to get me through this. So I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> but, but to yeah, finally have a glass of wine together. Yeah, to have a glass of wine together great. is going to be amazing. And that'll probably be in a year's time after I've finished breastfeeding. So, oh, the joys. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jez. It's been so amazing having you on and I love you loads and thank you for everything you've done for me and all of the times you've mopped up my tears, got me out the door, made me go for a walk, made me go to a bloody gender reveal and all sorts (laughs) I didn't want to do. Yeah, and just basically got me through this and got me to the place I am now where I'm I'm actually trying to help other women that feel like they're in the same position and I'm doing a podcast, so... None of this would have been possible without you. Insane. You're doing so well. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. And I'm so proud of every woman that's doing it out there for themselves. Go girls. Go girls. We love you. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening in to my very first episode of One Mum and a Baby. It's been so fun to do this and can't wait to share my journey with you all. Tune in next week. We've got the brilliant Hannah Love, who is a specialist on sleeping. So for any of you mums-to-be or mums out there that have questions about how to get their babies to sleep or what the best sleep arrangements are, please send any questions into One Mum and a Baby on my Instagram account and I'll try and get them answered for you next week. Can't wait to see you all there. Bye.